right, everybody, welcome back to Around Our Community. Today we have Joan Kellis with Anchor Cross Cancer Foundation. Joan, thank you for being here in the studio with us today. Thank you for having me, Jason. So tell me a little bit about Anchor Cross Cancer Foundation. Well, we're a local nonprofit that offers financial assistance to to cancer patients in okay. Baldwin and Mobile counties and a little beyond. And we do this in a very simple fashion. We're here to bridge the gap. All right. So tell me about bridging the gap. What does that mean, bridging the gap? Well, there are large national cancer organizations that collect locally, but spend regionally. And much of their funding, which is very, very necessary to do, goes into research. And um, and we're all very grateful for that because research is very, very important. Right. But if you can't pay your power bill or afford gas to get to treatment, then all the research in the world isn't helping you. Absolutely. So we're here for that piece. We raise our funds locally and we spend our funds locally, helping cancer patients with their power bills, with their medical copays, medication, groceries, travel expenses, that sort of thing. So tell me, before we go too deep into the organization, you're passionate about it. So mm-hmm. tell me kind of where the passion comes from. How did how did you tell me the story of you and how 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 anchors anchor, I keep wanting to say anchors, anchor cross foundation, how how you come about to that? Kind of what is your history of how you got into this? Well, um, I discovered in midlife that the nonprofit world was a fabulous place to be. Okay. And uh after working in many different fields, um realized that my gift for talk, my very strong feelings for things helped me um, get out in the community and give people the opportunity to help. And while doing that, someone approached me about Anchor Cross Cancer Foundation and gave me this opportunity. But for me personally, it's really important because over a dozen people in my family, including in my own generation, have died from cancer. Uh, I grew up in a small town in South Carolina where um, more people in my family have died of cancer than have not. Okay. And um, what brought you from South Carolina to, to not necessarily Mobile? Cause I think you live over on Baldwin, on Baldwin County on the Eastern I shore. do live in Baldwin County. Uh, I married a phenomenal, wonderful man back okay. in 1993. That's what I try to tell my wife that she married a phenomenally <laughs> wonderful man. Well, this gentleman and I met in South Carolina and um, shortly after we married, we moved to his hometown in Virginia, in coastal Virginia, okay. where we spent 15 glorious years in a place that I thought I would die. It mm-hmm. was so wonderful. But when the economy tanked in 2008, we had to expand our income, our his career search. He lost his job and um, one of the local companies here recruited him and brought us down to Alabama. Brought you down to Alabama. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's great. So family, children, do you have any children? or? Uh, we have two sons. We have a 32-year-old son, Jacob, who lives in Silver Hill with his wife and his two-year-old son, who okay. is our first grandchild in the center of our world. Right. And we have a 22-year-old son, who William, who is still living at home and building a life. And very, very wonderful young man. Very good. All right. So tell us the history of Anchor Cross Cancer Foundation. Kind of what is the background of how did it develop and how did it come to existence? Anchor Cross Cancer Foundation was founded by Dr. Michael Meshad 
over 10 years ago. I know Dr. Michan, yes. When he realized that cancer patients in treatment were really struggling with day-to-day cost. And while there are various options out to assist sometimes with medication or sometimes with medical treatment, there is very little available to help with day-to-day cost. And so he and some colleagues started this foundation to help cancer patients through this journey. And what's really important to know is if you know Dr. Mishad, you know where he works and and what he is responsible for. But it's really important to know that Anchor Cross Cancer Foundation serves cancer patients regardless of where they get their treatment. We serve patients at all three of the major cancer facilities here in this region, as well as cancer patients who live in this region and seek their treatment elsewhere, whether that's at Vanderbilt or MD Anderson, no matter where they get their treatment, if they are in our community, they can apply for help through right. our agency. I had the uh, my you know my back store, of course, I own the insurance agency here, mm-hmm. Community Insurance Partners, and um, this is one of our podcasts. This is our podcast studio, um, the Lighthouse Studios, and we do podcasts on different resources that are around the community. But prior to becoming an insurance agent, or prior to owning an insurance office, I was a social worker in the hospitals. Well, one of the hospitals I was a social worker at. And actually, I was the team leader of the, the group over at Knollwood Hospital. Well, I was at Knollwood Hospital during the time when we were going to put the Cancer Research Center in at Knollwood Hospital. So all the people that were going to be part of that 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 grouping of the, the cancer facilities all moved to Knollwood and were all in that area. So I had the opportunity to work with the, the cancer social worker that worked at Knollwood with us. And that's where I learned about Dr. Mishad because... They were very involved with Dr. Mishad and 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 working in in the development of the USA Cancer Research Center. Real disappointed when it ended up moving from our campus, and then it wasn't a year or two later that our campus actually closed itself. But we really got to meet a lot of people there and had a lot of conversation and and discussions about what they were doing and how. As a social worker, I mean that's what we're doing is trying to find the resources for different people. Lisa Carpenter was the name of the social worker that I worked with there. This would have been 10 years ago, so I've been right around the founding of this organization as a whole. And um, she was the one that would kind of work on trying to find all of the different transportation programs and, and you know, gas vouchers, utility bills. She did a lot of those kind of things at the very foundational time of the, the Cancer Center, because I think she was one of the first. I, I'm not surprised. It really, there's such a great need in this area, and even now, getting the word out, because we are so so small and local that, and it's a one person operation. You know, Dr. Mishad is our board president. We have a volunteer board of nine who are business leaders and medical leaders here in this area. But it's still just a matter of making sure that the public knows that we're here to help them. And we're also here seeking their help. Right. Um, So you said it's a, it's a one person inside the organization, like how, kind of explain to me how people access the services, kind of the, you, you've talked about, you know, some of the things and, and, I, and I've looked at the brochures on, on the types of services that y'all do and, and, and provide assistance with, how do people access that? I mean, what does that look like or? Well, we've gotten our information out to the nurse navigators at, at the cancer centers okay. and social worker at Southern Cancer Center and, and. I am always looking for more contacts to spread the message out. Okay. Um, this it's a one page application. It's we have a website that you can access our information, call us. 
I will email her or U.S. mail you an application. The directions are very simple. All we require is this application completed by the patient and their provider. Okay. Uh, proof of income, a current bank statement because it is need based and the bills that you are requesting assistance with. And we go from there. We meet every two weeks. I mean, we meet every week. Turnaround is about two weeks from a completed application. So you and the board kind of determine on where you're going to put the funds, meet every yes. two weeks, kind of determine where you're going to. I meet with the treasurer every okay. two week, uh, every week, and we go over what funding is available versus what has been requested. Okay, fantastic. Um, that, that, that really is neat. How do people volunteer? How do people get involved? How, what, what are the, the ways in which people do those kind of things? Volunteering is sort of limited at this time. Okay. It is event driven. Okay. And because of COVID, we've been very limited in events. Right. Uh, we do have a fabulous event coming up in June. We're going to have a masquerade ball. It's okay. our second ball since uh, its start in 2019. It's a night where we mask cancer for cancer patients. It's a phenomenal night with great music, good food and spirits. And we are celebrating the patients that are in cancer, the survivors, their caretakers and our supporters. And because of the generous generosity of our supporters, every cancer patient in treatment who would like to attend can come for free with their plus one. Every sponsorship in, involved or covers that cost. Well, it's fantastic. It really is. And it's uh, June 12th at. Daphne Civic Center. And Daphne Civic Center. Okay. And we chose that location because so many of our supporters are on the Eastern Shore, but because it's also very easily accessed by I-10, right. and we hope to continue to bring in our mobile supporters as well. Okay. Very good. Tell me about success stories that y'all have had. I would love to hear, you know, a lot of our guests will give us their success stories of what they've been able to, what they've seen, and I would love to hear some of your success stories that you've had. Well, I'm a numbers nerd, right. so I'm going to start with that and okay. then move on Great. to something personal. But, you know, last year, we, in a year when everything stopped, right. through mail, email, and phone calls, we were still able to continue our business. I worked for my home office, and so I spent a lot of time on the phone with patients, and we were able to still provide uh, $107,000 in financial aid to local wow. cancer patients. Um, that covered 323 bills for 105 patients. And wow. it was everything from utility bills, insurance, groceries. I mean, and utilities are a really big piece of what we do. Uh, 116 power bills that we were able to pay last year. And um, gas cards, I mean, the ladies at the Shell Station are my friend. Right. And uh, obviously, I spend a lot of every Thursday or Friday, I'm at Publix, I'm at Walmart, one of the stores that sells multiple gift cards, because that's what we do. We're mailing out gift cards to patients so that they can travel for treatment. And and every week, along with the receipt that they've received the card, if it went out in the mail, we get letters back. And you know, for those of us who can afford to pay our power bills, for those of us who can afford to put gas in our tank, but have struggled in the past, we know. We know it's not easy. But you add to that, you don't know how you're going to pay for your groceries and still be able to afford to drive from, you know, Bay Manette or Jackson, 
down to Mobile for your treatment? One of the things we talk about quite often is um, in, in our office, and we, we talk about when we're discussing cancer, when we're discussing um, um, clients and that, it's that, you know, how, how different, really not, not just cancer, really it's any injury. But when you're having to deal with the concern of, of having an injury or, or having you know, something like cancer affecting you and you're trying to get better, then you're also having to figure out, well, how am I going to pay the bills? Because, I mean, it stresses you out and it makes that more difficult to even put your mind toward treatment and toward the treatment option. Well, and we know, we know that attitude and, and peace of mind are a big part of cancer healing. Right. You know, the 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 medications that have and, and the treatments have made huge, huge leaps over the last couple of decades. Right. But if you can't have a survivor attitude, then it's really difficult to overcome and and see the success that comes along with that medication. Right. And so what we're hoping is to provide hope when all seems lost. We're here to help our neighbors make sure that they're not stressing about a power bill or how to get to treatment. So often whenever you're going through treatment, not only do you lose your income, but whoever's taking care of you right. may lose theirs. And very often, <clears throat> excuse me, it happens to people who are on their own even and depend on their neighbor or their their distant relative to get them to treatment. Right. And and we're just trying to alleviate the stress of those bills, of those expenses so that, you know, I mean, sometimes it's even with insurance, your copay on a medication is beyond what you can afford to do. And that medication is just sitting there. If you if you had that six hundred dollars, you could you could be okay. Right. And we're here to answer that call and make sure that the things that stand between you and, and healing are addressed That's to fantastic. fill that gap. So you, you did the numbers, but tell me about some personal stories. So tell me about some individuals that, that you've heard them say on the back end of, of what it meant to them to be able to have that. Because I know there's got to be stories that people have said, yeah, this this means the world to me to be able to have this. Well, one of the stories that. Well, you'll see on our flyer is when when I first started with the organization in 2018, we got a call from a lady who, you know, had had a relatively healthy life. And because of that, she'd chosen a particular plan with uh, her Medicare plan. And she came down with a particular kind of cancer that she could only get the treatment in Jacksonville, Florida. Mobile resident. Because of the treatment that she needed to have. She had to use all of her savings for dental improvements so that the treatment could go forward. So she's got to go to Jacksonville, Florida, where the only provider that her coverage will cover provides the type of treatment that she needs. So she's got lodging, food, transportation, and and she's a very proud woman. She's provided for herself this in her entire life. She's 69 now. Why does she need help? But she does. And um, I spoke with her and her daughter several times over that two month period. And we were able to help her get there, help her cover some expenses while she was there. And 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 through that, she was able to get in touch with others that were able to help her as well. Right. Uh, we have a gentleman here in Mobile who is a Vietnam veteran and is recovering from throat cancer. 
And uh, Mr. William is one of the sweetest men I have ever talked to on the phone. Most of my exchange with patients is over the phone. It's not in person. And uh, Mr. William continues to call, even though he's not receiving help now, because he has felt so blessed by this. We get a letter or card from him about every two months because it made such a big difference that we were we were able to help him put food on the table for himself, his wife and his grandchild while he was going through this treatment. And people call in tears when they receive a gas card through the mail. You know, we have. We have a, a a young man in Thomasville who's only 27 years old and has three children. Um, and he has colorectal cancer He at 27 and his mother's taking care of him. I can identify he's between the age of my two sons. Right. I can't imagine having to go through that and then worry about colostomy supplies. Right. But that's what they're faced with. He has no insurance and uh, and many people do have insurance and still have these gaps. But um, absolutely. I mean, that's that you know, from the insurance standpoint, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Medicare is the only type of clients we work with. And and it's it's very we, we try to always look at when we're helping someone make decisions on what they're going to be, what, what kind of plan they're going to take out or what kind of plan they're going to to work with. We try to really look at what is the what, what what does their life look like? What what are they going to need the most help with, and and where the where are the ways in which they're accessing care, and try to really try to help them in that. And we get a lot of people that well, just as you're saying, you know, they'll be have been placed on a plan because it had something that was you know that somebody had talked to them about. This is really good to be on, but when they looked at it from this standpoint, we try to really take a, a, a broad spectrum of, of looking at them, and then. What I really think we pride ourselves on in the office is having our customer service department that that works specifically to connect them with the different resources or help transition them to a different plan. If we can transition them to something different that can meet their needs more closely as you know, being able to 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 have access to most all of the plans that are in our area, we're able to really kind of fine tune what it is that that can specifically work with their needs. And um, that's that's a big thing about what we do because we and then and then try to connect them to all of the different resources that are available because we run into a lot of people that there's still a gap there's still a gap even after their insurance even after whatever they've saved there's still a gap. Well, and you know I I found like I said whenever I found my place in this particular community, you know someone asked me a while back a good while back I was a volunteer coordinator how do you get people to help. And I have not found in this region that there is any problem getting people to help. They just need to know how. Right. They need to know how to help. And whether that is volunteering at a ball or helping, um, giving someone a ride or talking to your employer about an employee giving program right. or, um, you know, it's, it's any number of ways. And for us, our greatest need is financial. Because right. that's the type of help that we provide. And so often people believe that you have to have true financial wealth in order to make a difference in someone's life. A $50 gift card makes a big difference in the life of a cancer patient that right. can't get to treatment. A $200 grocery card will make Dot, who lives in Robertsdale, it will make her day. Because as someone who lives alone and doesn't have anyone else to depend on, a $200 Walmart card will make all the difference in the world for her survival over the next month. 
So it's it's meeting those needs that is so important. And Anchor Cross Cancer Foundation does that, and it does it very well in this area. It's just a matter of making sure that we get the word out for the people who need us and get word out to the people who can help us meet those needs. Very good. Joe, tell us how we can get in touch with our, our people that are listening, can get in touch with you and can volunteer or or, you know, make charitable donations or, or set up things like that within their companies. We have a website at www.anchorcrossfoundation.org. Okay. And uh, all of our contact information is there as well. You okay. can reach us by phone at 251-513-0062. 16. I was going to say, I'm looking here at the, at the card right there, 0062. And um, the website will give you the option to reach out to us. You can email us. Again, it's a matter of calling us. It's a very simple process and I'll get, I'm the person you get to talk to. Great. Great. So. Joan, thank you for coming in today and, and being a part of the podcast and participating with us and, and, and sharing some about Anchor Cross. Thank you for having it, me. It's, I appreciate it. It's very nice to hear about it. It's nice to hear about the opportunities in, 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 the, in our neighboring County and that, you know, because it, it, it is part of both counties. And it's yes. Just, yes. We definitely, we start, I, I particular, I live in Baldwin County. That's the only lock in right. Baldwin County, but we serve all of Mobile County, West Mobile, um, all the way up to Atmore, Jackson. Fantastic. Grove Hill. Fantastic. So, thank thank you. you again so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, everybody. Bye.